Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Laura Capon. I'm Pacey Gilmore. And today we're joined by Kathy, who is in a thruple. That's a three-way relationship to you and I. Thank you for explaining. And at the end of each podcast, I'm going to ask Paisley one of the most Googled questions about love and sex, and she's got to try and answer it. No pressure on me then. Nope. (laughs) But before we meet Kathy, Elsie, I need to tell you about this email I received this week. Are you ready? You know what my email inbox is like. It's a veritable treasure trove. Very different to mine. So basically, this professor emailed me, Dr. Hannah Fry who says that she has a mathematical formula for finding, in air quotes, the one. She calls it the rule of 37%. I'm all ears. (laughs) What a weird thought. Um, This is what she says about it. She says, This formula has the power to tell you exactly how many people to reject to give you the best possible chance of finding your perfect partner. It tells you that if you are destined to date 10 people in your lifetime, you have the highest probability of finding the one when you reject your first four lovers. So it's just a numbers game. Yeah. So what are your immediate thoughts about that? It kind of takes away the romance of it, doesn't it? Because um, in my head, I think of the one a bit like heaven, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to think that there is the one, there is a heaven. But what she's just done has made me think, well, no, it's just however many. Also, what if your first one was the one, but because you stuck to Hannah's survey, you sacked him off for the fifth person? How does she know that it's that order? I don't know how she knows. She's a mathematician. I think, what's a mathematician getting involved in our relationships for, personally? I know, taking all the, like, the romance out of it. Yeah, you are a big believer in romance, aren't you? I know. Do you believe in the one, that there is a one for everyone? I like to, but I have to say, as I get older, I'm starting to think it's like Father Christmas. It's not true. Why is that? Just because, and also just with how life is now, we just live in a different world, don't we? Yeah. Um, where, I don't know, really, you can have, we don't have the same job for life anymore. We don't live in the same place for life anymore. So why would you have the same, per- oh, God, this is getting sad. Oh, a tear is <laughs> coming. We should to- have some sad music. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then in some ways there's hope to this, because if it is just a numbers game, you just keep swiping, it's going to happen. I think they call that throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks (laughs) yeah so maybe do you know what maybe if we look at it on the flip side bit of positivity just keep trucking that's really sweet 
just keep finding those people that watch the same TV show as you, the one thing you have in common, and cling on to it. <laughs> to do like. <laughs> My issue with it is that I've had many, let's say, failed relationships. I don't believe in the one because I've had many opportunities and I've screwed them all up. So I'm like... But is that because... Because you're the one that always ends your relationship. I'm oh, spoiler. Um, I don't want to mean to out you like that. But you are the one that makes that decision. Mm-hmm. But I see you as the one. Not my, not my one. This is a weird way to come on to me after two and a half years of... But I feel like if you're the one that's always ending it, that's... You've got your own issues. I have. That's not for this podcast. No. That's for my therapist. Okay, so you think nonsense. No, I think nonsense. What do you think? There's probably something to it. But it's just a very cold way of looking at it. So how many people should I have to date? Well, if you have, if you are destined to date 20 people, you should reject the first eight. I don't understand why it has to be the first, though. Because how does she know the sequence? I mean, I guess she's a mathematician, but how is she... I love to know how she researched this. Yeah, same. Also, is she single? Does it say? Doesn't say. Yeah. Something to think about. get her on. <laughs> So today we're joined by Cathy, who I've known for a few years, maybe. Um, We met through her job where she runs events for the inclusive dating platform Field. She's part of what's commonly in the media known as a thruple, air quotes, with her husband Tom and their girlfriend Nicole, or Nick. Um, She prefers the term consensual non-monogamous relationship, which I'll let her explain to you in a bit. But um, we want to chat to her about how it all works, the emotional side of it, the sex everything all all our nosy questions so yeah hello hi how's it going hey (laughs) sorry i was away with the fairies there if you could just pay attention for the next you know that would be good um thank you so much for coming you're very welcome this isn't the first time we've spoken about your relationship it is not and it probably won't be the last um so to start us off could you tell us a bit about your relationship and how it came to be sure yeah so um we're in a throuple, as you said, at the moment. But prior to that, Thomas and I, um, we did a, the kind of traditional thing of sorts. We got married about six, seven years ago now. Um, but we'd always had this very kind of different approach and perspective when it came to relationships. When it came to sex initially and then relationships. And what we'd both confided in one another is that in previous relationships, which for both of us had lasted no longer than a couple of years, two, three years, we had struggled with the concept of it just being me and that person forever. And I kind of, I always worried about sort of a lifetime commitment to someone that forsaked all others, not just sexually, but, you know, the intimacy that you can build with someone when you're allowed to is actually something quite transformative and beautiful. So both of us felt really sort of anxious about saying that we would never, ever, 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 which is such a long time, ever do that again. Um, And that was just a conversation. We didn't really plan to act on that. We were just being honest, which was, which still is the benchmark um, that we sort of tried to keep the relationship um, to. Um, And what happened after that was that as the conversations progressed, we decided um, together that we were going to open the relationship by experimenting um, sexually at parties 
I don't think from the beginning we were like, we want sex with others. We just wanted to be close to others and see if we could do that as a pair instead of it just being like personal pursuits. But we just didn't know where else to look. We didn't know where to start. So a sex party seemed like the most kind of relevant place to find what we were looking for. In time, we realized that wasn't what we were looking for. But initially, that was, you know, a safe space to do that with other people who were interested in it, too. So you didn't meet Nicole at a sex party? No, we didn't. No, I met Nicole through real life. Woo. Um, How antiquated. Oh, my. Can you believe that, Elsie? <laughs> the dream. Uh, well, you know, you say that. I think for a while people have kind of like used tech and like the online spaces to keep... There has been distance created by that, but... You know, I work for uh, Field, which is a dating app for people who are interested in unconventional relationships. And the desire to be in real life situations is so incredibly high. Like the amount of kind of feedback we get from the events that we do and the way that people feel about it is clear that people felt quite starved from that. And I think I was very lucky meeting Nicole because we're both in event management. Um, I run sex positive events prior to joining Field. So she was on the same page as me mentally. I just loved her straight away. I didn't find her sexually attractive straight away, strangely. I just respected her. But we were both in the same kind of like headspace. We were both lucky enough to be in real life um, event spaces regularly. And it just kind of helped us connect in a way that I wasn't able to connect with other people as easily at that time. And um, it was only when she met Thomas when the fireworks went off. We met at an event. It was so random. We went at another friend's event. And I was like, come for a drink beforehand. She met Tom and there was just like this instant chemistry between them. I mean, this has happened before, but I found it really exciting. I find it exciting because when my partner, even before Thomas, this had happened as well, when previous partners have found other people attractive and they had found them attractive, I felt mildly aroused by it. And I thought, oh, I'm just kind of like changing the jealousy into something else that feels more manageable. But in time, I've learned to realise that it's because I didn't feel threatened. If someone threatened me, if there's a sexual attraction between my partner and someone else and that person showed signs of wanting to take them away, same with Nick now, I would feel different. But that neither Thomas or Nicole ever threaten me when they interact with other people. Our kind of baseline relationship never feels like it's disrupted by it. And so I find it enjoyable. So this thing happened between them and Tom and I came home. He was like, so, Nicole. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I felt it too. And um, I said, I think I, she knew my, she knew kind of what our relationship structure was like. But I knew she was, she identified as bisexual and she was very sort of active with couples. So she'd had another couple relationship before us. I think it was more sex-based than, than ours is. But um, she'd done that and she'd experimented a few times. In fact, she'd had more long-term relationships as a third than she had in a normal couple relationship. Can I ask, because that was one of the things I was really interested in, of how you approached her on it, but is it? did you only feel comfortable approaching her once you knew that she'd done that before? Mm, I think if she'd not done it before, based on the, the energy and the chemistry that I felt, I still would have done what I did, which is basically invite us all out on a three-way date. <laughs> but I... I think the fact that she'd seen a couple before and I was aware of that. How did you how did you word that like <laughs> three way like do you want to go bowling together? <laughs> so she just helped me with a big event that was really one of my most successful events before I joined Field and she was a big part of that. So I rang her and I was like I really want to take you for dinner and say thank you. And she was like yeah sure sure and I was like I want to invite Thomas too because that thing's there but maybe I'll talk to her. 
at the dinner. And then nearer the time, I was like, oh, sorry, I'm just going to say I'm inviting Thomas as well. So I waited till last minute. I was like, Thomas may join after work. She's like, okay, yeah, cool, cool. She later confided in both of us that she knew exactly what I was doing. But she right through you. She did. (laughs) See, this is when I know we're from different worlds because I would just be like, oh, she's bringing her fucking husband. (laughs) (laughs) But Nicole was like, yeah. She She sounds like a legend. Yeah, she. I mean, they were very attracted to one another. The chemistry was just instant you just have that with some people it's like a chemical reaction i guess a lot of people be wondering what are the practicalities of being in a three like how does it work day to day um we don't live together anymore but we did for a long time Um, is there a reason you don't live together anymore we never planned to live together it was just that she was back and forth from australia a lot and i was like babe why are you paying for rent you know you're not there that often why don't you just stay with us while you were here so she brought all this stuff put it in storage we've got a house so we have room so she put all this stuff in storage and then she was just in and out and then when she came back to england she was only going to stay for a month and re-rent somewhere but it was just so nice we you know we were just we wanted to be together constantly and she was going to go live east we live west and um, where her work is which means i probably wouldn't have seen her as much although i do see her every week still now she lives east but and do you um, always hang out as a th- as a thruple, I love saying thruple. <sighs> or do you hang out? Um, you know, like how some of you have date night. Mm-hmm. Do you make that effort to kind of have two on two on two time? Yeah, that's that's what it's called. Well Is done. It? <gasps> She's a pro. <laughs> <laughs> two time and three time. I'm one time actually. Oh, <laughs> one time sounds stunning. <laughs> the dream. I'd need a lot of that. Um, so yeah, how do you like divvy up your week then? So we've never had to go to like the stage of having a schedule. It just kind of like organically happened. So last night, Tom and Nick went to a gig, and I stayed home by myself. Um, and then other times, me and Nick, like Nick's really good. She'll be like, she gets on <laughs> Groupon or whatever. She's like, I found this amazing deal, and she'll just be really. She's almost like ah. Oh, social booker <laughs> she's like this is happening that's happening me and tom wouldn't be quite as like out there because my job is events so i'm out for that whether i like it or not um but she really makes the time to do it and then when we're in the house like thomas has got a motorbike we both have so we might just go off for a ride or whatever sometimes you just need some time to yourself then me and nick will be together um or i'll go over and see her east and hang out with her for the afternoon um but it's never been like oh you've got this time and i've got that time even when we lived together it just kind of happened and if two of us have been out on a date because we only have a two-bedroom house we have a son as well we'll get to that i'm sure um we have a two-bedroom house and a bed settee downstairs so say if two of us went out on a date or we were out together then they would sleep in the double bed and the other person would be downstairs and it was just like an unwritten mm-hmm. unsaid thing that we did and no one because obviously you don't want to like come home and someone's like you know like if someone's being sexual then you know you need the other person to feel like there's a space for them not like don't mind me not in your pants eating doritos watching (laughs) the l word like me on any given night although that has happened (laughs) was it you it was you wasn't it yeah cool but what about if you came home they'd been on a date you came home and you weren't in that mood you were fear you were feeling it you're feeling yourself can you invite yourself up there or is I think if I've ever done that um or like vice versa oh they wouldn't say no but I don't think I've ever done that there's there's there is intimacy sometimes in our three-way sexual situations but it's not the same as when it's two people and you know the enjoyment for me of group sex is exploration and also like feeling like you're a unit it does you know it does connect you all more closely even when I've been to parties when there's been people that I'm not emotionally connected to you do feel closer to them from it but it's not the same as the the one-on-one intimacy and I need to build that with her and I need to build that with him 
um you know making love it's like it's, it is a thing you know every time you have sex with someone you connect with them and you you sort of deepen the relationship and all of us need that so sometimes me and her need to be together sometimes me and him need to be together sometimes they need to be together in a way that you just can't recreate with a three-way situation so you've yeah. said to me before that it's kind of a misconception that open relationship consensual non-monogamous relationships are all about sex and you said actually it's not really like that for you is that no is that right I mean yeah I've just talked quite a bit about sex but in, in comparison to all of the things we do together it's a very small part of it I would say there's more intimacy in what we do the way we talk the way we like hold each other like spend time together on the sofa but also Nick has a very specific kind of um, effect on me um, that Thomas could never give me and the way that we communicate is different isn't it all like your best friend do you think or is it something different to that she's more because i've got i've had best friends but i've never slept with my best friends before so the sexual element does deepen it but it's not the sex itself it's the level of intimacy that you build with someone that you're having sex with i think even if you we don't have sex that often nick and i um, you know, it's just it's just that we have and therefore she knows me differently than other people. I've never had a meaningful relationship with a woman, to be fair. I've had sex with women, but I've never had a meaningful relationship like this one. So we have a different kind of connection there. And then Thomas gives me this kind of like this strength. He's like he's quieter than Nick. He doesn't talk as much, but it's like this all encompassing like protection and strength that I get from him that I need sometimes. Not very often, to be honest, because I'm quite a strong person. But like, just when sometimes you just need that kind of like male, masculine kind of energy um, as well, and so therefore that's very specific to to his and mine and his relationship. Um, so yeah, and then the same with them. Like the other day, she was upset about something that had happened at work, and they just lay on the sofa cuddling, and I just left them to it. I was working on something for work, and she just needed that. You know, she just needed to be cuddled. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, you, um, sorry, you mentioned that you have a child as mm. well. Do you ever... The jealousy thing really interests me because I think it's incredible that you don't get jealous because I just think it's how can you kind of stop that? But do you ever 
get jealous in the sense that because you are a mum and you know how you were saying like I really understood you when you said that with those kind of fun dates like you have like you do that with your job you're not interested Mm. do you ever kind of get jealous that Nicole can be like the fun one and you maybe have more responsibilities so you don't I don't know do you ever worry that Thomas sees her as the fun one and that you're the I'm using quite much it the wife um, so you're completely right. That's exactly how the relationship is structured. Um, I'm the long-term sort of more um, security-based partnership for Thomas and Nicole and him. At the beginning, definitely it was the case where they would go out and party and stay at home. But I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. Do you think it gives you a hall pass to just have some quiet time then? I'm just... I've been... I mean, my entire life has been so intense. I, you know, I've worked in like a club environment my whole life. And then I had a baby with Thomas quite quickly. I never get time to myself. When they first met, it happened last night when they went out, I was just in heaven. (laughs) And I want to say this as well. It's not that I don't get jealous. I can get jealous. I just don't in this relationship because the, the power balance, the dynamic is so perfect. I've never had this before. We've been in a poly quad before. I had a boyfriend, Tom had a girlfriend. And the power balance was all over the place and... Whilst it was beautiful for days, then it would like go the opposite way. There was never any kind of like tranquility with Nick. It's just plain sailing. She's just the most diplomatic, balanced, like beautiful person inside and out. So I find it really simple. I never have to, I never think anything. I never get jealous of them. He's had a girlfriend before that was um, asking quite threatening questions because essentially she wanted to be monogamous. And in fairness, my ex-boyfriend was like that as well. He He was poly for my sake you know I'll try to be open because I love you but it's not what he wanted and that felt like a threat all the time because it's like essentially you just want us to be together alone you don't want the rest of it and Nick is not like that so do you see the relationship with Nick as like a long-term thing I think to get, we'll be close forever I'm pretty sure of it as long as I live I'll be close with her um I don't know if location would change. You know, she's from Australia originally. She may move, who knows. Um, But as long as I... If I can be with her, ideally I would live in a communal setup with Nick. Um, I think if we had the room now, she'd still be with us. Um, But we're in a two-bed with a son. And she needs her own space more than Tom and I do. And your son loves Nick, doesn't he? Oh, my God. He literally worships her. So does he... Uh, like, how do you explain it to him? He's is he? He's eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, as I said, we'd already had a poly relationship before. He was very. The reason that he loves Nick, I think, is that he can tell Tom and I love her. My ex boyfriend, I adored him too, and my and Stanley, my son, absolutely adored him. So I think I didn't have to explain that there was a deeper level of connection, and intimacy with these people. He just knew because he's human and he picked up on it. He didn't have the language for it at the time. Um, that was when he was five, the first relationship. As he's got older, when we met Nick, we decided to go public. Um, as much to kind of say we're not ashamed of this because as a community manager for Field, I, I, you know, I have to put myself in the position that I'm asking other people to be, which is honest and open about relationships, no shame. You know, the way to lift stigma is to talk about it more. So I was like, okay, we're going to go public with this. We all decided we were going to do it. And at that time, we were like, Stanley needs to know. He needs to know from us, not from a newspaper or his friends in the playground. And so we literally just went out fully, came out to our families, came out to the school headmistress, um, God. who was absolutely amazing. Really? 
oh my god my knees were knocking in fear when I went into her office and she was like well I just think it's amazing <gasps> I found out later that she's queer and I was like yes <laughs> Oh, I think you yes. sensed that deep down. I, I didn't, you know. I didn't even think about her sexuality or her positioning. Like, she just said, we're a rights-respecting school. We teach children to respect other people's right, to define themselves how they want to, to live the lives that they want to, as long as we have kindness and respect for others. And I nearly welled up. I was just like, oh, my God, the tide has turned. <laughs> Is he still in primary school now? He's in primary school. Do you worry? Because I always think, I know when I went to secondary school, it was such... A shock because I feel like primary school you're still with quite I feel like we were all quite like-minded mm. do you worry about secondary school because kids are mean mm. is that something you worry about because now he's quite accepting of it and but do you worry that other outside influences as he gets older could have like a negative impact on how he sees it they could we have to be prepared for that but I think that living in London um there's there's less of a kind of like normalization around heteronormative coupledom. His uncle is gay, married to a guy, and they have an adopted child. And in his school, many of the children have sort of like alternative relationship models, uh, family models, m- maybe not relationship models. And to be perfectly honest, most of his best friends' parents are separated and have met other people. You know, Tom and I are still together. And I think that. Although he wouldn't use that as like a point scoring thing, he can always say, you know, my family's secure and always will be. We're never going anywhere. And I think that that's kind of more of the position that he would take going forward. But Stanley is also very, very popular child. He's like the pack leader, I would say. And I can't see that changing because of the way that he is. Um, And I, I think... Yeah, going into secondary school, I can't see him being in a position where he wouldn't sort of be at the front of things because just, that's just his character. So I think he'll just defend his position like he does now in baby terms, which is, you know, I'm just me and that's it. <laughs> just get over it. I think we could all be a bit more Stanley. <laughs> yeah, wait, to be honest. Be more like Stanley. And how would you feel if um, Tom wanted to have a child with Nicole? So that's what we talked about straight away when we met. And I was actually really up for it more than they were. <laughs> you're like come on I just want another baby but I don't want to carry it it was really my pregnancy was great but my birth was terrible and I was like I never want to do that again but I would love to have another baby and it sounds weird because biologically the baby obviously would be Nicole's but because it's Tom's too I would feel like it was mine and and I felt I said to her like I would want to do it but I would be so cautious that you wanted this for life and it's not that you would want to like stay even romantically together but you want to be with us you know be close to us for life because the biggest heartache for me would be another baby and then that sort of like pulling the family apart so if Tom had a baby with someone on a one night stand and that person didn't want to be part of her life that would be devastating but Nick is different you know she's like it's two years now and you know she's I just know her inside out she knows me inside out too like we could do it together um but she doesn't want it she wants to have her own family when the time comes and she's not there yet either she's much younger than me I should say do you think I'm just trying to like work all this out in my head do you think and I don't mean this in a horrible way but do you think if you hadn't gone into a thruple you and Tom would have split up by now because in a way I'm thinking of it does it kind of starve off that where you where he still wants to kind of go out and you're a bit over that does that starve that off by introducing someone else who kind of meets those needs um, yeah, do you know, I think, I don't know if he would have survived. I think you're right. I think that, uh, and it's not that I wouldn't want to be with him in terms of security. It's just that I couldn't stop still, which is what it meant to me. We're 10 years together now, um, all together from when we met. 
And I just think that you evolve as a human and your needs change and that getting close to other people helps you evolve in a really beautiful way. If that was stopped for both he and I, we both would have struggled, I think. Would we have split? Maybe we would have split temporarily and got back together. I don't know because Stanley is a real glue for us. Yeah. Um, but it would have been problematic, definitely. The fact we've been open and been able to do this and just stand side by side and be good with each other as, about, uh, as a result has definitely strengthened the relationship. I've never been so solid with anyone as I am with him. So if anyone's listening and thinking, oh, I quite like the sound of this, because, I mean, how could you not? Yeah. Like, what, what would you say to someone who is considering either opening their relationship or looking for a relationship like this? Like, what do they need to know? What's um, I would say the foundation of making a decision like that should be communication. Like, before you make any action, because a lot of people, they sort of meet someone they like and then they start the conversation, you know, and Tom and I both have to hold our hands up and say we're attracted to other people when we started having conversations as well at the beginning about going to a party. Was that after you were married? I meant to ask that earlier. No, 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 before. We got okay. married open. We just omitted the vow to forsake all of this. No one knew. <laughs> My mum didn't notice. I came out years after that. Um, yeah, you need to speak about it first. I would, I would be hesitant to make any moves physically until you've spent a lot of time talking because when you start to talk about these things, a very different version of yourself starts to surface. You know, and the individual in you, when you can often be seen as a unit as a couple, starts to surface, and that's very healthy. That will help you and your partner understand a lot more about themselves and each other in a way that, you know, with, in the absence of those conversations, you just don't get down to the nitty gritty of those things. And then when you're ready, I think it's kind of approaching it um, from a more kind of events based perspective first rather than going out looking for somebody because inevitably either one or both of person and a couple throughout the, the course of their long-term relationship will meet and connect with someone else. Whether you're open or not, is happening. Sorry, guys. Like, you God. know, everyone. Don't scare LC. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it's true. Like, no, they may not act on it, but you're going to connect with someone. We're humans. We're wired for connection. You know, you're going to connect with someone. So I think prior to that happening, to the point where it becomes such a desire that you can't do anything about it, you and your partner should speak about that. Like, what will happen if we get to this point? How will we act on it? You may be like, we're never acting on it. And you both agree and you're like, cool. But there may be one or both of you who feel slightly different about it. And I think that's the important thing. Talk talk about it how do you really feel I'm not going to do anything but I need to admit this to you that if I connect with somebody I would like to be able to get close to them um, and then you know I think those things evolve very organically over time it's not like right let's go find someone and try this because a lot of people try and do that let's have a threesome role you know let's go do group sex and Tom and I did it and it was like mm, it's not what we're looking for like I mean, some people it is, but for us, being an, in an open relationship, you use that word relationship, you're talking about connection, you know, a meaningful relationship, not not just a physical thing. And, and that's why communication is a massive part of it. I was thinking yesterday, I was thinking this, how lucky you are in a way. I know this sounds weird, but to A, have met someone like Tom that you, your other half, and then to also you're both on the same page, that this is what you both want. And it works. I was, I was thinking that like you're luckier than like a lottery winner. She got two people to fall in love with. Yeah, lucky. <laughs> you know what? Well, well, help us. I feel I like my that. eyes um, have been opened. Um, I feel like maybe throupling. Is, is it? Can you change it? Can to you make it up? Throupling. It's possibly the future. But since I'm struggling to find one person now to add another, 
I don't know. I feel, like it's the, I feel like it's the past and we're just going full circle now. I feel like we were always kind of more, we overlapped much more than we did before the couple thing set in. This is for another podcast. Yeah, the yeah. history of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much yeah, for thank coming. thank you. You're so welcome. It's been nice to see you. Honestly, our best chat. I've got a lot of things to think about. <laughs> Thanks, thank guys. You. Thank you. So, while I contemplate my new life in a thruple, um, it's time for our question of the week. Is the G-spot a real thing? Deep breath. This is a controversial one, Laura, actually. Um, she used my full name, so that must be. You know, it's a serious topic when I get Laura out. Um, so, first of all, I guess I'll talk about what the G-spot is. It's, it is a bit of a debated topic which I shall get into, but um, the G-spot is, G is short for Grafenberg, but it's German, so Grafenberg, I don't, I'm not going to try and do it. <laughs> and in classic, in a classic tale, it's named after a man, of some man who, a man who, uh, I don't want to say invented it, he discovered it. Love to know how that happened. So basically, he did loads of research into this G-spot in the, in the 1940s, and it's essentially a piece of erectile tissue inside the front wall of the vagina. I've got a question. She put her hand up like it was class. And does everyone have this erectile tissue? It's women and people with vaginas who apparently have it. There's debate about it because a lot of people say, I I can't have a G-spot orgasm, I don't think I have it, or it's painful when people stimulate it. Whereas other people myself included, have most definitely like had it stimulated and been like, there's something there. So if I was going to go home after this and try, how, how would I, how am I going to find that bad boy? I'll tell you. You'd get out your lube, oh. you'd put a finger inside your vagina and you would, people say it's about one third of the way in or like maybe, I think they say five to eight centimetres in, but that's quite a long way, isn't it? It's, it's obviously different from person to person, but you put your finger in and you bend it towards the front wall of your vagina, which is kind of towards your stomach. And you'd give it a little wiggle, like a little come-hither motion, and you'll feel a spongy area. Now, when you stimulate it, that spongy area then swells to, I think, double the size. It's originally about the size of a 5p piece, they say, and it swells to, like, a 10p piece. Like a sponge? Yeah, it's a bit spongy. I wonder (laughs) if it's filling up with all your fluid. Um, And you give it a little tickle, and then you might have a G-spot orgasm. I was just thinking... You know when we promote this podcast mm. and my mum's going to be so proud and I might just hide this one from her? I w- my dad said, oh, I've been looking for your podcast, can't wait to listen to it. And I thought, you'll never look me in the eye again. No, I'll never look them in the eye again. Um, that does sound like a lot. Like I struggle with putting in a menstrual cup. Mm. So I think I'm going to struggle to find my I, Well, G-spot. there's lots of G-spot vibrators that are specially curved to like hit that spot. So maybe that's a way to do it. And it's more, so that sh- if you do have a G-spot... If you didn't have one, totally normal, right? If you didn't? Yeah. Or we yeah, should all have one? No, no, I think it's it's not confirmed. Basically, there's never any proper research into women's sexual health or anything like that, so we don't really know. And that is your most sensitive area? Apart from the clit. It's not, because the clit's got like something like 8,000 nerve endings. Please, someone fact check that for me. Um, the G-spot isn't like that, but it it's a good thing to try and find. Do you know what I mean? Trust me, it's worth it. Well, I think we all learned something there. Well, thank you so much for listening. I think yes. we, we all learned, didn't we, Elsie? Honestly, a new world out there. If you could see her eyes, they are wide. 
like the moon. Um, so we'll be back next week with more nosy questions about someone's love and sex life. My nosy questions. Laura's nosy questions. Yeah. Um, with a mystery guest. And if in the meantime you have any burning, not burning, that sounds like an STI, any burning <laughs> sex questions, if you pop on over to cosmopolitan.com slash UK, you'll find all my quality love and sex content right there for you. Plug, shameless plug. Got to do it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Since recording the episode, Kathy got in touch to let us know that they're no longer dating Nicole. She said, we of course still love and adore her and we'll be 100% behind whatever she decides to do next. We will also remain close as a family. So good luck to all three of them. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 